And a very good morning all. Welcome. It's breakfast with Patton Hills. Hills minus his heat tracking today. Where is it? In the wash? Getting ready for the final? Yes, it's just airing out a little bit, Paddy. Um, it's a day off today. It's travel, a good run travel day. Week. Travel day. I should, should have put the media polo on today, shouldn't I? As they get on a plane and go to Adelaide. And yeah. uh, I'll be joining them in Adelaide on Saturday. Oh, so you're going good. down? Yes, we'll be down there. Um, and... Yeah, good. Another good victory. They're, I mean, the challenge is supreme now. They're going to play the best team in the comp, the most yep. consistent team, very experienced team, and in conditions that they haven't had all week. They've had different conditions back-to-back in Perth, mm. and they have to make adjustments very quickly. So that's the next challenge for them. But just looking at uh, I had five points on how to beat Perth yesterday yep. written down, and we'll see how many ticks they got, eh? Mm-hmm. Uh, we didn't get around to talking about it because we're talking about the Sports Star Awards, which is on tonight. Yes. Yeah, um, the first one is Wacker Bowling Length. Nofke, being our coach, perfect. He played there, coached there, and now he's coaching the Heat. Mm-hmm. Got it right. Tick, their length is great. Now, the superstars, the, the Scorchers superstars need to be contained. Make sure their big shots early uh, are risky ones. So that's Mooney, Divine, mm-hmm. Tick. Thanks, Mrs. Marsh. Well, but Siva Brunt was their best with 36. Siva Brunt, what a player. Of 27. So yeah. oh, 36 of 27 is the best they could muster. So mm. that that's another tick. That's in the, the number two tick. Number three, she's getting carried away, Mrs. Marsh. Number three <laughs> is then the Scorchers' batting confidence might be a bit low. The, the recent scores of 104, 124, and 116 might mean we can get on top of them. Yep, tick. Four, back foot batting. Our back foot batting, the cut shot, the pull shot, placement of such shots and don't overhit. Oh, very good. I'm, I haven't seen Grace Harris bat this well yet in her career. She is in great control, yet the power is fine and the risks are down. So I think our, uh, again, I thought the Perth Scorchers bowled quite poorly uh, at the top when the ball was new and uh, we capitalised very well. Mrs Marsh? Thank you. And then catching... And run out chances, our fielding, our, our spark in the field. Um, I, th- I think vaguely remember we dropped one. Mm. But but generally, improving, continue. It'll, it continues and uh, we'll keep it going. And then pressure put on Alana King there. She got three for 30 and we couldn't really get on top of her. But uh, I, I won't put that in there, Mrs Marsh. Just our catching and fielding, a little bit of improvement. Uh, well, it was great because they strangled them again. So they set uh, five for 197, which was a WBBL finals record. As you mentioned, the Harris girls, sensational grace with 54 of 33. Laura with 24 or 11 of 11. Um, you'd like them to be a little more flexible with Laura when it comes to the power hitting. More aggressive, the, yeah. Yeah. Uh, May we lose a wicket mid innings? Get her in. Mm. Get her in. Why? Why do we wait to to her to be a finisher when we limit the balls she might face? She can make a hundred or fifty. Yeah. And and yet, if we put her in in the sixteenth over, she's not getting that many balls. Yep, exactly right. And so Perth never really looked like it, despite this vaunted batting lineup, which includes Mooney and Sophie Devine and Siva Brunt. Um, Perth scorches eight for one hundred and thirty. Heat win by sixty seven runs. They've gone back to back in Perth. In the final series, and they've been dominant. They hit the road today. They head to Adelaide. They play the Adelaide Strikers for the title on Saturday night. And Heels, the chair, is going to be there with them. Yeah, we'll be down there. So, that, so that's good. I thought you were, you were about to talk over Mrs. Marsh there. Um, well, I didn't think we, we didn't we, get that last tick. We weren't. We weren't going to give the last tick. Were she's we? up on the monitor now, Grace. And uh, playing with great control and no less power than normal. So yeah. really, really good. But we'll, we'll have a look at the Adelaide. Tomorrow I'll look at the Adelaide team for us, eh? Mm-hmm. Um, they've got the top five bats are very, very good. 
And then they've got Megan Shute, Talia McGrath, Amanda Jade Wellington, Gemma Barsby, all in great form with the ball. So they're going to take some beating, but let's see how good they are. Yeah, Georgia Vole was very, very impressive last oh. night. Four for 19 off four, but they know they now head to Adelaide and they've got a little unfinished business with the Adelaide team. Definitely. I think it's always a great um, matchup when we come up against them. Um, I think we're one all this year. Um, so, yeah, it'll be a great final um, come, what day is it? Saturday. So, um, yeah, it'll be great um, to get down there. I think they'll have a full full house crowd at Adelaide Oval, so it'll be an awesome atmosphere and um, hopefully we can knock them over one more time. Let's have a listen to Georgia Hills on the three games in such a tight space of time and the fact that Adelaide has had nothing this week. Mm. They were sitting there watching TV last night. I think that's why we do all the fitness work we do um, in the preseason. I think it won't bother us too much. I think it's great that we've actually carried some momentum, um, to be honest. I think it's probably done us good. Um, and, you know, having the week off um, Adelaide, they might, you know, It'll probably be good for us um, to come in with a bit of momentum, but, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. So, so what's your thoughts on that? We come in hot. There's no doubt about that. We've dominated the two finals that we've had to play. Effectively, you know, they had different names, but they were both elimination finals, and we've gone really, really well. We now come in hot, and we've had the, we, get, we go to the Strikers, who you admit have been the best team in the comp this year, and we play on their dunghill. My concern is that the conditions are so different. Mm. So we're coming in hot on different conditions. And Georgia Vol, 4 for 19, as you say, her off-spinner uh, thrived on the bounce she got, top edges and stuff like that and miss hits. That doesn't happen in Adelaide as much. So we've got to re- readjust our lines and lengths, and mainly our lengths. You, you, can, you have to bowl a little fuller. If you bowl the Perth length in Adelaide, you can get hurt. So mm. they've got to make adjustments. So they've got work to do as well as that momentum. Yeah. And they've just got to consider that it's two games in seven days. Yeah. That's what they played. At the end of the third game, it'll be three days, three games in seven days. But, uh, yeah, there, there's uh, technical and there's psychological pressure that they're under to get things right in Adelaide. Yeah, okay. Well, it's now it, – this makes it a, just a massive weekend for our women's stars because the Lions, of course, play in their record fifth AFLW grand final. They play North at Icon Park, the old Princess Park, at 1.30 uh, on Sunday – so we go Saturday night, Sunday, two big games. It's like sold a hot out. day, wouldn't we? Yeah. yeah so yeah. so Icon sold out. Yeah, yeah, see, there was a bit of debate about this. Because they're doing Renaults, et cetera, it can only mm. hold about 13,000. Yeah, well, you know, they were pretty raucous the other night yeah. against oh, yeah. Adelaide. You know how many were there? <laughs> what, about 8,000? 5,900. Yeah, it'll be seething. There's no doubt Oof. about that. And the Lions will know they're, you know, they're in enemy territory, to use the old cliche. They love that. Yeah, of course, they'll thrive on it. I'm um, looking forward to seeing that, the effect of really lively, hyped-up local home crowds yeah. and the effect it has on North Melbourne and Adelaide Strikers. Well, we've got Ali Anderson joining us, uh, the Lions legend. Remember, uh, they right. felt it last year. Yeah, yeah right. of course, we were at, at home last year in a game that Melbourne. We, we should have won, we lost. They're not quite used to big home crowds all yeah. over them, I don't reckon, and you can silence those crowds Quite early. Well, I know what Lions fans are asking out there. How the hell have we not won this McClellan Trophy and its million-dollar prize when we get both teams, both the men's and the women's teams, into the grand final? Uh, CEO Greg Swan is probably still mulling over that. Shouldn't be the McClellan Trophy winners, should oh, they, making two grand finals? Don't bring that up. Jeez. We, <laughs> <laughs> we're flat as a biscuit about it, to be honest. Like, so, yeah, we, we're in two grand finals and the group that won it, didn't get didn't get to a prelim, so. Uh, but it, look, it's it's factored in on the home and away, and 
we lost by, I think it was four points, but yeah, it's a little bit of a sore point for us. Because it's not just honorary, is it? It's a million dollars. No, it's a million dollars. Way. 100%. It was, uh, you, you got 500 for the club and the players shared 500 and yeah, that's better than a round of drinks. So um, yeah, we've had a really good year, but we haven't got the million dollars to show for it. But anyway, that's hopefully we can get a premiership and that'll... Um, alleviate some of the pain. <laughs> it's just a game, Greg. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't sound like he's taking it that yeah. way. <laughs> uh, you know the game that did us in? Remember what it was? Yeah, it was It was the, 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 only a couple of weeks ago, wasn't yeah. it? The, the, St. The Kilda. One, St. Kilda, that's Kilda. what we were saying. That. Yeah, we that was the one that we St. killed. Yeah. What are they doing? Mm. And it was Ali Anderson's 75th. Yeah, I know. We'll ask Ali about that. Ali, mm. come on, you would have put in... How much? About 40 grand in you kick <laughs> by the sound of that. I wonder if Swanee does want to uh, change the process. No, nah, 10. You get 10 each, maybe. 25. Like 250 to the women, 250 to the men. Mm. How many in our squad? Say 30. Yeah, you're getting about 8,000. Mm. That's mm. better than chump change. Better than a round of drinks. Uh, exactly right. Um, so, Wes, what about this McClellan Trophy process? If you were asked to reform that, would you suggest that the final series be included? Well, it's it's interesting because it used, it's always been McCullen Trophy was in, at the end of the home and away, but it was a, it was a nothing thing really. I don't think you got any money, or you might have got a hundred grand or whatever. It wasn't much, and um, so then they came out and revamped it and put a million dollars on it and included AFLW, and then each AFLW win was worth eight points, and each men's win was worth four. So. I think logically, and I know this is going to sound because it suits us, but because the season's short, you probably should include finals with the, with the girls because you know they only play ten games. So it's um, you know if you if you did do that, obviously we would have won. But even going forward, I think that might be a fairer model because the waiting towards the women um, is is understandable, but they don't play enough games for it to sort of even out over a season. I don't think. But anyway, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I love him. He speaks his mind all the time. And, yeah, you're right. I mean, there's not a Lions fan sitting at home and saying, hey, well, hang on a minute. We've got two teams in the grand finals this year and someone else has Melbourne and waltzed away with the million bucks. Anyway, mm-hmm. um, we will have young Will Graham, the 18-year-old Palm Beach uh, Corumban product, on today for a quick chat as well. He's one of these four academy players taken by the Suns. Now... They uh, must have some sports equipment at PBC. Oh, yeah, Palm Beach, Caramba, there's three of them and one from uh, the Broadbeak Catch. But that's I'll, rugby league. Uh, yeah, that's exactly right. Um, obviously, Greg Swan, uh, in this wide-ranging interview yesterday on SEN, was asked about the uh, the whinging from the southern clubs over the effect of these academies. Yeah, th- this year, because it's an anomaly, because of the four, to one, and, and they're all really good players, don't get me wrong. I mean, I understand that, that, you know, some of them are beauties. Um but it's pretty rare that that happens. I mean, I suppose logic says that if we keep growing the code and there's more and more kids play and now academies get better and better, that it might happen again or it might happen every second year. And then then that's probably going to create problems. But I I think this is a little bit of an anomaly and people are jumping, uh, you know, carrying on a bit much just because of one draft. I mean, we didn't get any out of our academy yep. this year. Uh, Sydney had one and I don't think GWS had – oh, they might have had one late as well. But, yeah, it wasn't – a smorgasbord. I mean, just that Gold Coast had had a sort of freakish year. And weirdly enough, I think three of the four of them were from the same junior club. So they would have been pretty strong in the old, yeah. as they're coming through the juniors. So would it be your contention, don't change it? I, I'd let it run for a bit and just see, look, if it happens again or it keeps happening, then then you could jump, jump at it. But I think this is a one-off. 
Mm. And all clubs need to find ways of how to keep up. Yeah, well, I can't work out the draft. Vanessa's walked into the studio. I mean, it's it's the world's most complex thing. I've read a couple of stories this morning about how they're wanting to tinker with it oh, and all that to, sort of stuff. You've got to get a life. Uh, well, I you're know. Well, I'm, I'm, that, I'm trying right. to get my head around it, but I can't understand all these trades. Well, you've got to get like enough that. points in your bank. Yeah. Points in your bank so that when people try to poach your talent, you can match their offer. Yeah. Well, you haven't got enough points, you can't do it. Would that be right, Vanessa? Well, yeah, it is about the points and everything, but I don't think a, a club like the Gold Coast should be penalised for having a strong academy. I mean, no, that's exactly right. No, but the other, see, Swanee then said they didn't get anything out of their academy, the Lions Academy. Is yeah. it strong? Probably. Well, yeah, but, you they, know. And just didn't have the talent here. That's I, right. You know, and it ebbs and flows, doesn't it? So it's those the clubs who have got academies, and are they all of them? I that, think they so. need to keep up. Yeah, they need to keep finding yeah. and identifying it's on talent. The academy. Yeah, well, Jack yeah. was saying yesterday that you know some of the Melbourne ones pretty much their academy, you know, inviting kids from school into the club, giving them a jersey, showing them a giving them a tour, maybe shaking hands with a couple of the AFL stars and saying, you know, we'll see you again in another year or something, whereas these kids are invested. I mean, this this young bloke that we're talking to today has been with them since he was 13. Amazing. You know, and, I mean, why, why wouldn't the sons be entitled to keep the kids on the case when they've been developed? Anyway. Look, Absolutely. It, it's beyond my, my simplistic Jordan view Ricky's of the Jordan Ricky's been with the, with the Broncos flying over from New Zealand once a month since he's 13. Yeah. But they lose him like that just to another offer from yeah. someone who's got more dough. Yeah. Hey, we've got a huge show today. Pete Bedell's going to join us, talk about this Kurt Capewell situation and the Warriors. Uh, Wayne Bennett's ultimatum to their little, their big cult hero, uh, Valenzuela, who's got too much weight on at the moment. Uh, but we'll get through that. What's happening news-wise? Okay, well, we had some doubt over the past few months as to whether the Sunshine Coast Rail extension would go ahead. Um, but the state government's come out today and said, yes, that 2032 Olympics legacy project will go ahead. It was part of that infrastructure plan for the upcoming Games in Brisbane, as saying it was a critical project to help bus congestion during the Games. Um, but it was under question after the federal government cut a lot of infrastructure projects. But they've had a delegation go down to Canberra saying it's all systems go. It will be a huge boost to residents on the Sunshine Coast as the population up there booms. Um, mm. But, you know, lots of infrastructure projects to build and time's mm. ticking. The Gold so, Coast Railway hasn't really helped the traffic, has it? Not really. So it might have helped the traffic. It might have even yeah. been worse. But it's a, you'd think it's a good project, that. We hope so, yes. Now, uh, this has been an interesting story bubbling away about the uh, Aussie basketball player Josh Giddy, yeah. And there has been a development today with the Newport Beach Police Department in California confirming they are investigating an alleged relationship between him and a female minor. This dates back to a few years ago and surfaced in a social media post, um, but the police department say they are seeking additional information related to the allegations, pursuing all leads and evidence to obtain the facts. So they're not really giving anything away, um, but the post has since been deleted and Giddy remains in the starting lineup for Oklahoma City. So, yes, just a story yeah, well, that I think is... He played his second game and he got booed yeah. heavily by the, fan, by the yes. opposition fans. So, anyway, police are looking into it. We don't know yet if he has a case to answer. Mm. And 
And look, every year, music streaming giant Spotify does they, their year in review for each user, as well as Australia and the world in general. So Spotify Wrapped has come out for this year and it reveals our trends of what we are listening to. Now, of course, Australia's most streamed artist for 2023 Taylor Swift. Well, that was yeah. followed by Drake and The Weeknd. Um, but Taylor wasn't actually, didn't have the most streamed track in Australia. Mm-hmm. That was this song. Which is, of course, Miley it? Cyrus. Yes. Uh, her song Flowers. So that was our most listened to song in Australia on Spotify. The most streamed. When did Flowers come in? Just, you know? I think this year. Oh, did it yeah. really? Yeah, I yeah, think so. February. Maybe. Yeah. Yep. Oh, that sounds like an old song. No, you, early, earlier in the year. Um, now, as the most streamed Australian artist was The Wiggles. Oh. And the most streamed Australian song was actually Riptide by Vance Joy, which is an older song that oh. kind of had a resurgence this year. Now, what about G-Flip? How big is G-Flip? <laughs> yeah, G-Flip's pretty big, yeah. but, I mean, she didn't make it onto the top three. But... Did you know it was a she? Yeah, uh, yeah. There was a story about her the other night. I think on sixty minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So she's the pregame entertainment at the yes. AFLW Grand Final. At the Final. women's, yeah. There we go. Have a look Looking at Liga. Forward to that. All, I know you with are all very the entertainment up business. With it. <laughs> mm, it was a sellout. So they might be after. Yeah. <laughs> it's yep. it's six twenty one. Thank you, Vanessa.